So, uh, John, back in 2004, when the whole Dakota marker thing got going and it became a, a pretty good rivalry right off the bat, uh, I assume this was the game that everybody was eventually looking forward to once you guys got both programs going, right? It's, an, it's a really neat storyline, Mike, and, and you know that. I don't know if you were there, but I was there, and uh, it's kind of unique to think we literally literally needed each other at that time, and and to, to envision what happened, I don't know if anybody could really envision it, but uh, it's a cool, a cool scenario right now this week, uh, this uh, championship. I've been going back through all the games from two. I was there in two thousand four, by the way. I, I I've only missed one. Only twenty nineteen, I missed. Um, do you have a favorite? There's been some unbelievable games. Have you? Have you? Do you have a favorite game? I know it's probably like picking a favorite kid, but. Is there one favorite game that sticks out? I don't have a favorite kid, but uh, I think uh, I don't know what year it was when we won uh, through the ball to to uh, Winnicky, uh in the Division One era uh, late in the game. I don't know remember what year it was and, and won that one late. Um, in the Division Two era is when we came back and Ryan Berry hit a wide receiver, and then we went for two and won that one. So uh, the, both both the special memories are up there in the Fargo Dome. Um, you guys have taken on this national championship um, drive pretty head on. It seems to me from sitting up here is that have you promoted that with your kids that, you know, this is the team to have this year to, to make this run. Um, you know, every team's different. Uh, Mike, I think uh, this is the seniors team and uh, I, I, they, they're, they're one heartbeat and one voice with me, but this is really their vision and uh, the one and all concept we've always done. And, I mean, if you're one to know every week, you have a chance to do this. And, uh, you know, this is the first, uh, another reference for this, this is the first group of seniors that did not put on their goal sheet a national championship. They did not put it. But obviously it's been a goal. Last one. Um, both you and North Dakota State don't have many transfers. You have some, and some are very important, but you're, you're kind of building programs still the old-fashioned way, which might make you dinosaurs in today's college football world. Just your thoughts on on that, that both programs have been able to be successful kind of the old-fashioned way. I think we're, uh, both our programs are based on how college football, college athletics should be. And I think there'll be a, a downturn or a change, uh, I don't know about the near future, in terms of still the best way is to build a program with freshmen. And then the transfer portal is insurance. You know, you have a... a, a position that has depth problems then go out and get it and we did that with John O'Brien and and Jason Freeman and they've turned out to be gems for us so they, they, the young men have to fit or it, it doesn't work at all okay. thank you you bet go to uh, Grant Sweeter from Kello TV hey coach you know I mentioned I asked Mark this but you know for the offense you know the last few games they've probably played about as good as they could have uh, how do you you know do you think that confidence kind of helps going into playing a good defense like NDSU there's no doubt when you have success on the field you feel confident um, I think the maturity of this football team is more important because we're not going to snap the ball in Frisco and, and rush the ball for nine yards of carry like I think we did against uh, Montana State. That's not going to happen. We know that. But the maturity and the belief and, and, and coaches coaching uh, get you through that. So uh, success, success always builds confidence. Preparation is more important, honestly. You know, Mark talked about 
fast, you know, starting strong, you know, and that's something you did against Montana state and something that you didn't do up in the Fargo dome. You know, how key is that, you know, uh, playing the buys in a second time this year? I think there's always a benefit to it, but the bottom line is the key is to have more points than your opponent at the end of the game. And, and you need to figure out how that, that works. I, I think these are the top two teams uh, playing for a national championship and maybe boldly a couple of the best programs in America across the board, best two teams this year and best programs. So um, it's going to be a battle. I think it's a neat storyline. It's a rivalry. It's going to be two teams with, so to speak, home team crowds. Uh, I'm, I'm, we're looking forward to it. Thanks, Dave. You bet. We'll go to uh, Luciano Chatelain from Endzoners for the next question. Hey, Coach, I hope you're doing well, and thanks for your time. Three weeks seems to be a lot of time in between games, and it being a national championship game makes it obviously special. How differently do you prepare for a game like this compared to any other? Uh, well, we have a lot more time, and I cautioned our coaches to not overdo it. You know, coaches normally get essentially three days to put in a game plan, and to have three weeks is scary, honestly. And so I wanted our players to get out of here and forget football. I wanted our coaches to get out of here and forget about football. And I got out of here and forgot about football. Uh, to me, Christmas time has got to be about family uh, initially. And, uh, uh, you know, at some point, the most important thing. And then we came back last night and had a great practice with zero install for the North Dakota State game plan. So, um, you know, we haven't had this situation. North Dakota State's been through this a bunch. This would be their 10th time, so they've got it down. I didn't call Coach Entz and ask him how to do it. Uh, so we'll see how we do. Even though it is against another rival and under different circumstances, do you take the 2021 championship game into account in order to avoid making some small mistakes that may prove costly in this new championship game? No. Uh, we take it into account that we've been there. We were on that field. Many of our players experienced you know, a really tough feeling at the end, which I think we're not going to talk about much, but uh, will be motivation. Um, but we've got a lot of players. We're going to have true freshmen running down on the field and kickoff that have never been there. And for me to tell a story about something, that would not they'd have no reference. So we play in the present here, and uh, that would be an example of that. Great. And last one, sorry, both you and the Bison have a clear focus towards the running game, so that will probably decide it. Uh, how much do you think Hunter Luke is absent due to injury may affect NDSU? I think there's some plays that uh, were were Hunter's forte, and uh, you know the 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 G we call it the G ISO off off the tight end. I'm not sure what they call it. I mean he's downhill. You're kicking out. You got a safety ideally coming up and trying to tackle a guy that's an NFL player. I'm I'm honestly disappointed for him. Uh, I think he's a great competitor. I know he's a great student athlete. Uh, so I think there's maybe some plays that won't be the forte, but they've got good backs. They've got an unbelievable offensive line and tight ends. And uh, Cam's a really good football player. So they'll find some plays that they think were they think work. Great. Thanks. You bet. Move on to Jeff Kolpak from the uh, Fargo Farm. Hey, Stega, speaking of slugging through the mud on a farm field at the border in 2004, if uh, Peggy Miller were next to you right now, what would you tell her with the national title game on, on the horizon? I, I'd tell her, you, you better know you're a huge part of this. And uh, she texts me and emails me and, and 
thanks me for being her coach, and uh, that's a great honor for her to say that because I've been blessed to be part of this move. So. So you still stay in touch over the years? She does. She shows up at games. Uh, she's got a, a, a huge uh, smile on her face all the time and, and uh, really proud of what she did because I don't know what North Dakota, the state of North Dakota was like, but she stuck her neck out and the university's neck out and her reputation to make this move. And uh, if there's one person that should be proud, uh, the most proud, it should be Peggy Miller, President Pe Peggy Miller. And finally, how much do you get accomplished with the indoor facility in November, December, you know, and the Northern teams in general, as compared if you didn't have that? Uh, it's infinite, exponential, Jeff. Uh, uh, I can't imagine. We used to go to the Swiftel Center, which has got a glossy floor. We used to go to Fifth Street Gym where half our guys could practice at a time. Um, when I walk in there because of what I've been through or have seen, I mean, I thank the Lord <laughs> all the time. Our, other pl our players don't know that, but we get a ton done. Not only that, and I don't know what the Fargo Dome's like, but our guys' IDs are key cards, and so they can go in there any time of the day and run around and uh, stretch or run routes or do whatever with their buddies, so that's pretty cool also. Okay, thanks. Our next question to Chris Shad from Brookings Register. Hey, Stig, uh, Isaiah Davis has a history of big performances in the playoffs, especially the last time he went to Frisco, he had the big 85-yard run. You know, how does he find that extra gear late in the season? You know, I think a lot, I've kind of referenced this for a couple of weeks now, but I think it's a really good question. In my opinion, uh, it's not as much that he finds another gear, it's he's got all his gears, all right? He takes such great care of his body, he, uh, football is very important to him. His health is very important to him. And so he's in the training room. He's in the weight room. He's in the hot and cold tubs. He's stretching. And so whereas one guy may be a little beat up or a little more beat up, I would say Isaiah is as close to 100% as possible. And then uh, it means a lot to him. And so when something means a lot to you, you find a way to – there's no 110%, but you find a way to get close to 100%. Um, the offensive line kind of shuffled around a little bit in fall camp. Then he settled on a starting lineup. When do you think they solidified and kind of came together as a group this season? Yeah, I think whenever Evan Bernston uh, ended up being uh, a starter for the second game, and I don't know when that was, Bo Donald started initially for us. Evan was injured. And uh, we talked about this today. Those five guys right now have played – uh, just about every play all season and have been healthy and, and, and blessed to be healthy. So I would say that was the time. Uh, having Garrett and Mason as uh, as mentors and uh, calming forces, I think, was, you know, was a huge part of that uh, coming together. A lot of people have talked about the 605 Hogs and that group of the trenches is kind of a brotherhood of its own. How did that mantra come about and how does it fit in with the team's theme that this is basically a family that's willing to pick each other up at any moment? I think any, any program that's close, that values relationships, I think the offensive line is always one of the, one of the positions that is one of the closest. And so it's always been like that. Coach Meadows was like that. Coach Flynn was like that. Coach Russell was like that. I think the title 605 Hogs came from Coach Eck, um, which is it kind of stuck now. But uh, there's 
it, it doesn't matter whether you're talking about grades in the classroom, talking about doing things right and not getting a, a purple jersey for, for being late for something or success on the field. There's a lot of pride with our, uh, with our big guys. Hey, thanks, Stig. Move on to Eric Peterson from the Fargo Forum. Hey, Coach. Thanks for your time here. One question. Um, after the 2015 game, I believe it was in Brookings, I don't know if you remember this, you said uh, when they walk onto the field, they believe they're going to win. When we walk on the field, I don't know that all 77 players who put on the uniform believe that we're going to win. Obviously, that belief has changed since then. I think you're five and four against NDSU since that quote. Why has that changed and how has that changed? Well, I think uh, some of it's got to start with me and how we approach the week. We have a sheet in our MAD manual that talks about the rivalry. We have that for two teams, North Dakota State and, and the University of South Dakota. And uh, because we missed some years with the University of South Dakota, the, the rivalry and the intensity and the focus on North Dakota State's been 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 a lot stronger. And so we talk about I think Mason was asked if we talk about history lessons. They get tired of that stuff, to be honest with you. I talk about it all the time. This game, that game, this guy's quote when I got on the bus, and he said, why do we even go up there? This was one of our starting old linemen years and years ago. Why do we even go up there? We're not, we're not going to win. And I thought we're going to change that mentality, and, and ideally we have. Thank you. You bet. Go to Zach Borg from Dakota News now for the next question. Coach, this will be Tucker Kraft's final game for your program. Uh, obviously, he's kind of had a much bigger game against Montana State. What does he, what does he mean to this group, and how much do you foresee him being involved on a week from Sunday? I have no idea how he'll be involved because, again, like I mentioned, we haven't started uh, uh, game planning um, for a number of reasons. Uh, what's he meant to the program? Um, it, there's a number of things. Uh, number one. His, obviously, he's pursuing a dream, and everybody in any, any program, doesn't matter what college program your level you're talking about, they all want to pursue that dream of the NFL, and it's real for him. And so he's a pitcher of that, and our guys can relate to the, and reference the hard work Tucker's put in, in terms of ball skills and blocking skills and so on. And then something really unique, I think, to turn down uh, six figures NIL money to stay at South Dakota State, play his last year, play with his brothers, I think makes a statement that not a lot of young men, not a lot of young people make nowadays. And so uh, we're going to build on that moving forward, you know, in terms of loyalty and what really matters uh, when you end your career. Thank you. All right. I see three hands still raised. Um, limit to one question, and we'll uh, get through this uh, as quickly as possible. Skylar Jackson from the uh, SDSU Collegian with the first question. John, when you think about uh, just how long you've been involved with this program and the journey you've taken to lead this program to the success the success it's had recently, how much would it mean to you personally to lead this program to its first ever national title? You know, I've, I've, I've referenced this before, but I, I appreciate the question. It, it would mean a ton, but I, I, I want it to last about 10 seconds, all right? I want it to be something that you strive for, but I don't want it to be the ultimate. And, and, and the thing, the only thing our guys accomplish in their lives or their, their life of a student athlete. So um, I think 10 seconds would be, would be good for me and then let everybody else celebrate. Thanks for the question. Thank you.
go to Craig Haley from Stats Perform. Coach, thank you for the time and, and congratulations on everything. You were talking about the Division I transition in, in 2004, how both programs were really needed each other. How does that phrase stand today? Well, I think because of the vicinity, because of the conference, because of uh, the relationships, I think we push each other. I would like to think we push each other. And uh, whether it's in recruiting or graphics or social media, all those things, I think we're one of the schools we look at to say we got to be better than is North Dakota State. And, and, and I don't know internally what they do, uh, but I would think they follow and, and, and do that for us. And it's been an unbelievable rivalry and an unbelievable honor to be part of, uh, you know, the Division One era. And, you know, they, they've had success for many decades. We haven't. It's been the Division One era, so I would credit that uh, meeting on the border of South Dakota and North Dakota as changing uh, the face uh, of South Dakota State football. Thank you. You bet. And our final question to uh, Matt Zimmer from the Argus Leader. Hey, John, just wanted to ask you about Mark Gronowski and you know the season he's having and what you're sort of expecting out of him, knowing how excited he is to play in this game after what happened the last time you guys went to Frisco. Um, I'm excited for Mark. Mark is an unbelievable student athlete uh, and, and, and a greater person. His leadership, his care for those around him, whether they're football players or just students, is, is phenomenal. And so my dad taught me those type of people are supposed to have success. And he works hard. He uses his God-given ability. And so I'm looking forward to uh, hit, watching him play and I know this, he'll give everything he's got, um, and that'll be enough for us.